0: All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Omnitalk Spotlight Series, where we discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. Today, we are coming to you live now from the Etel West trade show floor in Palm Springs. You can hear the crowd around us. I'd like to give first a shout out to our sponsors, of course, Sezzle. Sezzle is the number one shopper rated buy now, pay later option for e-commerce stores. Sezzle increases sales and order values by letting shoppers get the things they want now, but pay for them in four interest-free installments over the course of six weeks. You can try Sezzle for free for thirty days. Just visit get.sezzle.com/etail. That's get.sezzle.com/etail. Or if you happen to be at the show, you could visit them in the hallway at booth W30. And as well, Stylelytics. Stylelytics is a scalable outfitting solution used by the biggest and best retailers in fashion. Stylelytics delivers personalized and on-brand outfitting content, which increases the customer's basket size and creates a more compelling shopping experience. You can find Stylelytics here at the show in boot 711, or of course, you can visit Stylelytics.com. That's S-T-Y-L-I-T-I-C-S dot com. Now, this is fun today, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a good guest here. I'm pretty excited about this. Because there's a long history with this company, especially across both e-commerce and physical stores. And today we're joined by Owen Comerford, the CEO of Moosejaw, and the GM of Outdoor at Walmart
1: e-commerce. Owen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So how many times have you been to e-tail? I think this is number three, but it's been okay. over like a 10-year span. I get my e-tail fix and then I'm out for a few years and then they, they invite me back every year. I say no, no, and then I eventually <laughs> succumb.
0: And so what made you come out this year?
1: I really wanted to get bombarded with vendor emails um, (laughs) in my inbox and and so it it worked out really well.
2: I was going to say, is there anybody that stands out to you that you're like, okay, this was a good enough try? I feel like you have high standards.
1: No, because uh, after the fiftieth one, it's just uh, if it just has e tail anywhere in the in it, I just have to just block that person. I'm sorry, I'm it's not even mean. fun anymore. No, yeah. it's not. No. Mm-hmm. How do you attack the show? I'm curious. So, someone in your
0: position, you come here, you do the presentation, which was great, by the way. Thank like, you. What is your strategy for
1: what you're trying to accomplish when you're here? So, um, I I actually do like to go to the tracks. Uh, I'm a marketing and technology wonk. Actually, that's kind of what I was doing before I took the CEO role. So, marketing and IT. So, I do like to understand what people are doing. Um, You know, Moose Jaw, we're we're all about, obviously, online retail, direct response. And just hearing what people are doing is, is very valuable to me. And then, you know, I do actually, crazily enough, walk the floor of the exhibit hall. You do? I do. And I just see what's going on, and I will actually stop and talk to people. Badge forward or badge uh, turned around? Oh, I don't care. Whatever. I'll pop right. with the badge out there. What okay. the heck? Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Hey, it gets you the meeting for
0: sure. It gets their attention. I always like that, too, when we are working for Target.
2: Yeah. What is your background, Owen? Can you tell me a little bit more sure. about that?
1: Sure. So uh, I actually went to school for mechanical engineering.
2: Sure, yes. of course. As, as, you one, do. as one does in retail. Mm-hmm. As you do, it's. Mm-hmm. Yep. It,
1: but actually, it may kind of makes sense because it it, it's. I mean, what I love about retail, especially online, is it's all about numbers, right? And if you're a numbers person, if you're logical, um, it just it makes sense, right? And like I keep I keep telling you know my merchants, you know, when in doubt, think like a customer. I know that's a crazy idea, but it, it, it's true. And um, actually, one of the, one of the things that that uh, one of my merchants came up with recently was. I think we have this issue sometimes where we get what I would call sort of blind to our own retail experiences, right? We see them so often that we don't even see them anymore, right? And it's, just, it's the same for my, for my store managers mm-hmm. or, for, or, or if, you, if you own a section of the website, you don't even see it anymore. And so what one of my merchants came up with is they, they've started doing this peer review process. So rather than have Owen send a, a, an email like "Why the heck is you know this item on the on the homepage or or whatever, whatever," they now have this regular peer review process where they're looking at each other's pages and providing feedback on. As a consumer, this didn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's great. Trying to get you to shop outside your own closet, so to speak. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. did
0: you ever? Have, we were talking a little bit before we we started recording here. Did you ever have retail in your blood growing up? Was there ever like? Did you ever work retail? Did you ever do the store before I, you before know, the degree?
1: I didn't actually. What I did do, do though was I uh, I had a sign business. So oh. I grew up in Ireland, okay. and in, in Ireland people tend to name their homes. Mm-hmm. So I lived in Farnagh. Sure. Very mm-hmm. very fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> what w- what happened was I was uh, I I had this sort of shop class in high school, and w- you know we could work the forge and do these other things. So I made a set of brands. You know, like your mm-hmm. brand of cattle. Sure. Brands for all the letters of the alphabet in two different styles, a scripty style and a block style. And then myself and my, my buddy, we, we went door to door on our bikes and we sold these. Okay. So we had our samples and then we would sell them and then we would take the order and then we would go back and we would burn them up in, 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 in my basement and then we would ship them out.
0: So. On demand retailing. That's
1: right. And then we, we actually did get into a retailer, a local hardware store, nice. and we had our little thing there and
2: we would, yeah. What was your sign company called?
1: I don't think we ever got that far.
2: (laughs) You didn't need one. You just were selling signs signs like crazy.
0: That's fantastic. Well, I know Ann's dying to ask you about the marketing because what you guys do there is really creative. But first, I think... For the audience, Muscha, tell us what it is, how long it's been around. Just give us the whole kind of story there as background.
1: Sure. So, Muscha, we've been around for almost thirty years. Started out as a single brick and mortar store in suburban Detroit selling outdoor gear, um, and our founder was was really on the cutting edge of .dot com. We actually our Muscha dates back to nineteen ninety five. Wow, that's really early. Uh, yeah, we took our first order I think in nineteen nine Okay. Um, and then by O two, actually, we were doing more business online than in the stores. Wow. And we continued to grow from there. We're now one of the, the top retailers in the outdoor industry. So camping, hiking, climbing, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that actually led Walmart to have an interest in us to help them build out their online presence. So we were purchased by Walmart about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've got this sort of dual title thing going on. I still am the CEO of Moose Show, but then I also run the outdoor category for Walmart.com.
0: And your brand is really unique, and I know you love it. You were, yeah. show, I mean, we were looking at it together. We put a video out uh, for the show of some of the things we were seeing there. Well- it, it-
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to what you presented on today. And it actually reminded me a lot of my advertising agency days, like seeing the the game that you put out for the holidays. Like that's all the fun stuff that when you worked at an advertising agency, you only got to put out a few times a year. But it did make all of us working in the agency the most excited. Like everybody rose their hand to work on that. That material for whatever it was and um so i have to i'm dying to know as you're talking about you know, what's on the website how you decide what kind of products you put on how do you develop this overall like product of moose jaw the brand and part of that is you know the the little lines and quips that going across the page that made us like laugh out loud Probably in the kitchen not. as we were prepping for this the map Die one. laughing
0: i even thought we were weird
2: yeah the one with a map like yeah, I threw away a map, but before doing it, put a red X on it and put it in the garbage. I was in tears.
0: <laughs> that was my favorite.
2: But but how do you think about that, Owen? Like, What's the product of the Moose Shop brand, and how does this personality kind of fold into that?
1: So it's really about fun. The, 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 our brand is about fun. And it was really actually, going back, it was really a... a kind of a, a reaction to the outdoor industry, which tended at the time, up until really very recently, all the marketing was man against the world, man against the mountain, you know, just sure. miserable. You know, people just, they're freezing, they're hanging on the side <laughs> of a cliff. It's like, how is that aspirational? How, <laughs> how, you know, and certainly, yes, there yeah. is so, s- something aspirational about that, but it's just not fun. So uh, I think actually also our founders, they, were, they went on some of these trips like to Aconcagua and stuff, and they came back and said, well, that was pretty miserable. Well, how do we make this fun? So it started from that. And, and that's really what, what what's woven through everything that we do It's just that sense of fun. Um, and, you know, obviously it's in our marketing, but it's in everything that we do. Even in, like, I view my one of my roles if I go into a meeting is I should, the people should come out of a meeting – happier than they went into it or more energized than they went into it. Right. Sure. And so a meeting, you know, so what we try to create is this culture of don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Now we've all got a job to do. You might be in it or in buying or whatever else. And yeah, you've got to deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. We've got to, we've got a business to run here, but you know, this isn't, this isn't life and death, yeah. right? So we should be able to enjoy each other and have fun together and laugh about our mistakes. I mean, I'm a huge believer in fail fast. You're just like, we're going to try it once. And if, if it doesn't work it doesn't work. Okay, let's move on to the next thing, mm-hmm. right? So, so that's a big driver is just having fun at work. Mm-hmm. And that and that then works its way all the way into all the different branding levels.
2: And what about when you start to think about how that transforms once you get into stores? I mean, are, is there like is that part of the you said the hiring, it's part of the culture when you're hiring people, but how do you maintain that in the physical stores um, as well as in the marketing materials and online?
1: So it is absolutely about the hiring because the, the store experience is a very personal thing. Um, and, you know, like I've always said with, with with our retail management folks, you know what, I can I can teach you how to work in a retail store. I, I, I can't teach you to be an engaging, fun person, or at least it's a lot harder, Yeah, right? And so that's what we hire for. We hire for somebody, ideally someone that loves the outdoors, that would be great, um, but just somebody who is open and fun. You know, we're not looking for a particular you know demographic or person or body type it's just are you are you fun are you engaging right Um, and that's that's the key driver and then obviously we want to work it into the store environment it has to be if you go into our stores they're pretty warm they're inviting they're not this sort of you know stark white box um there's lots of stupid signage around the place like you would expect right so it is hopefully like walking into the website that would be the ideal
0: I love that. That resonates with us too, because I think at OmniTalk, that's kind of our vibe too. Is like we're we're not really journalists; we just play one on a podcast. Right. That's kind of how I feel <laughs> most of the time as we're learning the ropes here. But, but I think you know what what you're hitting on there too is important because nowadays you have to have a consistent digital and physical experience, right? That meets to the, it meets up to the standards that you're setting for that brand, right? And you guys have a long history of doing both. And there's so many digital native players out there, which are now just starting to go into stores for the first time. What have you learned across that entire
1: career history that you would tell them that they could benefit from? So, you know, it it sounds very trite and cliche, but start with the customer, right? I mean, the customer basically expects the brand to be the same. They expect a completely seamless experience. And so... It is 100% unacceptable for you for, for there to be these, these channel issues, right? Um, I forget who I stole this from, but it's showing your corporate underwear. So, like, if you've got silos, if you've got organizational structures, that's your problem, mm-hmm. right? That, should, that isn't the customer's problem. Mm-hmm. So, if they buy it online, well, yeah, they have to be able to return it in store. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the name of the game, right? Uh, if you have a price online... That should be the same price that's in the store, mm-hmm. right? It, it, you, it, you shouldn't have to price match yourself, okay? And believe it or not, that still happens Oh, today. it happens all the time. Oh, I right? oh
0: about that all the time, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, and same with promotions, same with everything. I mean, that level of consistency has to be throughout. Um, and, and with the people as well, they have to be consistent between... You, it's the same vibe that you get when you call the call center as you get when you... Get on chat as you get when you talk to somebody in the stores. Mm-hmm. It all has to be consistent, and and the back end has to has to work, mm-hmm. right? There's a there's a technology component, mm-hmm. there's a hiring component, there's a policies and procedures component, um, and then you have to leverage the whole thing. So so you know for the uh, you know this is uh, this was a revolutionary when we did it. You know, gosh, twelve thirteen years ago. But you know, actually having all of our store inventory available online, right? And so our stores. Our mini warehouses, mm-hmm. right? And um, we actually, we actually have optimization technology to where if you're buy if you're in Denver and the product is in our Boulder store, we're going to ship it to you from Boulder. From Boulder, sure. Right? I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives it better experience for the customer. It's less expensive for us. It's forty minutes away. Mm-hmm. Right. Win-win. So all of those things just have to work together to make sense for, for the customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that said, though, you know, I, I think sometimes we can. We can rest on our laurels a little bit, and and, and we just went through a, a strategy session with with my own team and said, you know what, we you know we we used to be great at Omni, and I don't think we're as good as we used to be, and so we're actually going through a process today, stepping back and saying, okay, let's start with the customer again, mm-hmm. and how do we how do we do a better job? Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that's a big push that we have online is is doing a better job about letting people know when they're gonna get their package and then meeting or exceeding that. I think we do, we do a good job of telling them they're gonna get free two day, but what does free two day mean, mm-hmm. right? Free two day is great, but if it's free two day and it's you know it's after three o'clock on a Thursday and it actually means two business days and it's really Tuesday, mm-hmm. did, I, did I, I mean, and if you looked at all the details on the site, you'd figure that out and it, you'd probably enjoy the, the copy while you were figuring <laughs> it out, but that's not acceptable anymore, right? Mm. It has to be seamless. And I think all that makes sense, too. And I think,
0: you know, in some ways, it's in a lot of ways, I think as you see this playing out now, it's almost easier said than done, too. Like, how do you, putting on your CEO hat now, Like, and there's probably other CEOs listening to this, like, how would you go about wrangling all that work together and ensuring that it happens? What are the things you'd look for? Maybe what are the things you'd look for, number one, to understand what you're doing well and what you're not? And then I think, secondly, especially because we're here at this trade show, too, where are the places you
1: would invest first and foremost Okay, so again, starts with the customers. So we started this whole process with we actually have customer surveys that we do three times a year, and we we, we do it actually it's a it's a it's a promotion ten dollars off get it, do the survey, and we'll typically get anywhere from forty to fifty thousand responses. Wow. Yeah. So pretty pretty in depth stuff that we get from people. Um, the best question I ever asked. In one of these, in one of these surveys, and it would, this was an open text response was, if you ever visited our site, and landed on a product page and then didn't buy, why didn't you buy? Sure, hmm. right? Seems so simple, and the rich. It took a while, but the richness of all those responses, just in terms of just. Jarring us out of our our, our, our kind of you know sight blindness and saying oh yeah I guess that is kind of dumb the way we do that or yeah why 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 do we do you know and so I, I think once in a while you have to do those things so mm-hmm. the one that we just did was 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 around asking people to prioritize all of the key aspects it was like nine different things and we we asked them to force rank generally I would advise against asking people to force rank mm-hmm. things because it's tough but we asked them to force rank and it was amazing some of the things we thought were Really important, like our loyalty program, bottom of the list. I mean, not Mm -hmm. even close, like a a, a very distant ninth, right? Price was number one, not a shocker, right? But delivery timing Mm -hmm. and knowing all about fast reshipping, huge. The one that actually surprised me was that things like, you know, fast. Site speed, things that I thought were really different, key, key things, they were kind of down the list, mm-hmm. and I think it's not that they're not important. It's just that's just table stakes, mm-hmm. right? The one that really blew me away was product information was so high up the list. Mm-hmm. Complete and accurate product information was, I was like, wow, okay, we this is key, and 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 an area obviously where we could do better, and mm-hmm. so we dug into that with the customers. But really driving there, um, you know, and. And again as I as I talk to to, to, to my IT folks and, and, and my merchants, it's put on your customer hat. What what pisses you off and mm-hmm. what, what do we have to fix? Mm-hmm. So in terms of our investment, we're investing in it really in in, in, in omni channel delivery. Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we get to How do we get to 7-day delivery? How do we get to next day delivery? Mm -hmm. How do we... uh, And how do we do that economically? Mm -hmm. So leveraging our full store base, our full delivery base. um, Where do we need inventory to be to make that happen? Um, And then how do we... uh, How do we let the consumer know when they're going to get their product and then deliver on that. So so that, to me, is, is just critical.
0: Do you look at the competition in that survey at all, too? I'm curious. There's always two schools of thought on that. Like, let's benchmark the competition then decide how we're going to allocate the resources from <coughs> there. Or are you guys more focused on, hey, this is what the customer is telling us and that's going to be our North Star for how we go about this? There's so, a reason I'm asking that, too, but I'm curious just generally what your approach is.
1: So in that same survey, we asked so we asked them to, to rank those the top nine things uh, and then we also said, and now, how do we stack up against okay. the top players, right? And it, it, oddly, we, we ended up being sort of like a, a four and a half on almost everything, okay. mm-hmm. on a scale of, of... or Well, some 4.2s, in fairness, on a, on a scale of zero to five, right? So it didn't tell us a ton, but it did tell us that in some areas that we thought we were great, we were just meh, and in other areas where we thought we were okay, we were okay. So, um, but, you know... The, the the other thing that I, that I, that I'm trying to get with the team on is, mm-hmm. um, do less better, for sure. Right? Because mm-hmm. I I feel like you know there's so many things you could be doing. Mm-hmm. Right? And time and dollars are so finite. That, you know, uh, we, and, and as a CEO, like we have this tendency, right, to look out across the, the thing, across the competitive environment and say, oh, so-and-so is doing this or so-and-so is doing that. Or, you know, or, or I just read this article, the famous CEO, I just read this article email. You love right. those, right? Yep. Um, so, and, and ultimately, you realize that, A, it can, it can drive your team a little crazy, but, but B, we can't do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, be, because if you try to do everything, you just become sort of mediocre. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really for us about picking the areas that we need to invest in that we think that we that where we can differentiate, we can be the best and maybe letting go of some other stuff. And so that was a big part of the conversation with the team this year was, OK, if we're going to do these things. So it's all about, you know, all about building up in these areas. Mm-hmm. Where are we willing to to just to, to, to sort of seed that? To to it to the competition in other areas. Mm-hmm. What were mm-hmm.
2: those things, Owen? I'm
1: not going to tell you. That.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we had to ask. Them. I know. I, I know.
1: That's fair.
0: <laughs> but no. Question for you on that line. Then the reason for my question too is um, digitizing the physical space. Yes. Amazon's heavily going after that. They just announced this morning that they now have a 10,000 square foot Amazon Go or 10,000 square foot ish Amazon Go style grocery store. Okay. How are you thinking about that? Like is that something that doesn't even make the list for you at this point based on what you're talking about?
1: No, I mean that's a very uh, it's a very Amazon way to view the world. Mm-hmm. Like let's remove all humans. Um, and I would I would hope that if there's one thing that sets Moose to our part is that we' are a very human brand. Mm-hmm. So, so no, we, 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 we view having one of the reasons that people go into physical retail. Is because of the human interaction, um, and so no, I, I I wouldn't go there. Now that said, you know, I, you know, one of the things that we're focusing on is really leveraging that human interaction more by more of an endless aisle approach, mm-hmm. right? So so actually, um, up to uh, up to twenty percent of the revenue generated by the store is actually for products that aren't in the store. Mm-hmm. So they 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 have. Um, uh, iPads or they have uh, they can flip around the registers and, and walk people through it okay I, here I have this four-man tent you probably need a six-man tent here check this out mm-hmm. and then we, we will ship that for free for two, in, in two days to mm-hmm. anywhere in the country for the mm-hmm. for those folks mm-hmm. um, and people love it and it's a great way to um, to you know to 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 close that sale potentially, that mm-hmm. because our, our stores, uh, if you haven't been in a Moosejaw store, our stores are about four thousand square feet, not large, yep. right? And when you've got hundreds of thousands of SKUs, obviously we can only show a, every small portion in our stores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as I look at the outdoor industry, I, I, I feel that 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 this, because in, in the outdoor industry, it's a it's a generally speaking outside of some really big players, it's a lot of mom and pop stores, right? And it can be challenging in the current environment. Uh, and and you know, I, I really see an opportunity here for for brands to to work with with the, with with these folks who are incredible ambassadors for the outdoors, to to give them those tools, mm-hmm. right? And and to to certify local retailers to say, hey, if you want to buy a Big Agnes tent a North tent whatever, not only do we is this a retailer who sells this tent, but go in there. And, and and they have access to all the tents available, you know, through, through, through Dropship. But they'll walk you through the whole process. They'll make sure you get the right tent. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll make sure that you know how to use it, how mm-hmm. to set it up, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think we need more of that to support our small brick-and-mortar retail um, and less – I don't know. I think there's a lot of sort of tilting at windmills that happens in retail right now. Well, in terms of talking about the big marketplace – players that remain nameless. Right. Or, you know, the 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 brands going direct to consumer. Right. You know, as if we're going to sort of stop the tide of mm-hmm. those things versus saying, okay, what does the consumer want and how can I play a key role in that journey mm-hmm. based upon what I bring to the table?
0: Well that was going to be my next question for you too, because I think you know going back you are it touched down that you are digit you are trying to have a better understanding of the data across what your customers doing across both stores and dot com. And how you play that out is going to be very different than Amazon Go. How, as you mentioned, distribution points, how are you thinking about everything from the rise of, say, social media, social commerce, the brands now being able to go direct that you do sell? How are you guys investing in that or thinking about that space in terms of leveraging social media, influencers, et cetera, to create a new type of dialogue with your consumers on a daily basis?
1: So, so for us, um, I would say different platforms have different roles, Okay. Um, And we've tried different things on different platforms, and some have worked, some haven't. So Twitter, as an example, um, is not really a sales platform. Not a commerce platform. For us at all. And so it's kind of become the... The funny one-liner <laughs> platform, I guess. You I know? could see that for you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of what it is, and and we've there there are some classics out there. If you go on Muschos Twitter, uh, we've been rated actually a top top ten funniest Twitter by a number of different <laughs> publications. So that's cool. Not like surprising. you know, it'll be like you know Wendy's. Moose Jaw, and then, you know, it's pretty funny.
0: People. Who certifies funny? I got I to gotta figure that out.
1: <laughs> well, good. clearly, whoever these people are, they have a great taste. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that's Twitter. Um, you know, I, face, Facebook is what Facebook is. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's just, it's a machine. The kick that I always get out of Facebook is, you know, getting back to the data guy in me, you know, you look at the, what Facebook says it influences in terms of sales. And then what our attribution says that influences in sales, and you know, generally speaking, you know, attribution might be off by ten, twenty, fifty percent, maybe hmm. across different channels. You know, hmm. let's say Google AdWords versus our own, you know, analytics. Maybe it's maybe they take an extra fifty percent because they're taking all the all the credit. Facebook is like ten x. I mean, it's. Crazy, hmm. right? So, if all you looked at was Facebook's numbers, you would pour all your money in there, right? Which obviously the Zuck would love, but <laughs> right? Um, but no, for us, uh, you know, we we feel that that that, that socials an, it's it's important, but you can't be on broadcast all the time about your latest sale, right? So mm-hmm. we work things in, and uh, I mean, Moostra is a brand that's built for social, quite frankly, and so there's a lot that we can get out there and engage people, um, and get them into get into the brand on something silly like we did a cookie face-off thing where you, know, you put a cookie on your face and try to, yeah, it, you should try it. <laughs> you guys later, we'll, we'll do it. We'll all do it. We, you, you get a Oreo, you put it on your eye, and then you get a get it down to your mouth oh you have to get in your mouth in your mouth yes okay okay
2: that sounds like the one-handed pick up the paper one-legged one-handed pick up the paper from the ground trick that i've been seeing lately we'll try that one too okay we'll do that okay we'll post that i i have one more question for you and knowing that the outdoor community is really that it's a community of people i think it's one of the biggest cases of brand advocacy you see anymore is this dedication to these big outdoor brands as you guys are looking at your physical stores and what that means as kind of the outdoor kind of heart of the community, what kinds of things are you thinking about doing to bring your your customers together or to kind of be a meeting spot or more than just a retail store?
1: Great question. So so we've actually, we talk about that being the other place. Yeah. That, that is part of what we talk about within Moose Jaw. Um, most most Cho stores have a ping pong table uh, or a foosball table if the ping pong takes up too much space. Um, you know we have we have a hangout area. Uh, we'll have pull up bars. You know for our climbers it's big. You get it. You know they'll have, they'll have a, you you hang out with your fingernails. You know and you can see how many pull ups you can do. Um, so all of that piece is there. And actually our latest store um, is with a climbing gym. Oh, so cool. so obviously climbing gyms big trend within our industry. Um, And so we've partnered with a climbing gym company to open a brand new space um, in Olathe, Kansas, opening next month. Um, And huge, beautiful climbing gym. I mean, world-class climbing gym. Then there is a coffee shop that will also serve alcohol. Nice. And then right, and then connected is Mistra So it's this sort of co-retail experience approach. And then members of the gym obviously will get a special, uh, special service and discount at Mistra And it's this, you know. Flywheel effect, hopefully. Yeah,
0: so, you're a big believer in kind of the third place philosophy of physical retail. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, our retail lab in Minneapolis is actually called Third House for that very reason. Yeah, so. there Next you go. Next to a gym.
1: And I, I didn't read any of your background, so that's uh, all right. <laughs> Check mark. <for>
2: <laughs> well, let's get you out of here on this last thing, Owen. We're going to play a game called How Millennial Are You? Are oh. you ready? For oh, this? boy. Okay. It's only three questions. It's all not right. that big of a game. Fair enough. Uh, Okay, when the option is available, you're checking out at the grocery store. Yes. Do you pull out cash, mobile payment, or credit card, or something else?
1: I'm I'm pretty old school. Uh, I'm gonna go credit card. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have paid with with Apple, but it was that one time I forgot my credit card.
2: But that wasn't enough to convince you to just go. Full it was on pretty
1: Apple pay. cool, but yeah, no. So you have it. I have it. You just don't use it. Yeah, yeah. It's taken over my Uber account for some crazy reason. But yeah, other than that, no.
0: Okay. All right. I'm addicted to it. I actually now choose where to go. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I've got two toddlers. Okay. And so it actually makes a difference, like, you know, depending on how much time it takes you and how many groceries are in tow. And so, how many things you got to carry inside? All right.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll give that another look. Fair enough. Okay.
2: All right. Next question How many times in the last week have you ordered food or coffee or drinks from an app?
1: How many times have I ordered food, coffee, or drinks from an app? Zero. Really? Yes.
2: Do you have coffee shops next to most of the Moose Jaw headquarters? N-
1: no, we have, we have coffee and a snack shop okay. in the headquarters. And then I'm trying to be healthier. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I usually bring my lunch. Okay. Um, and then I'm very anti-fast food. So it's usually something that um, we've cooked at home. Okay. So okay.
2: this is this is all one of a kind answers. Right. Yes. I don't
0: So no Starbucks. Usually Starbucks is the one that gets everybody.
1: No. No, I am a uh I'm not a coffee snob. I okay. I like coffee. Yeah. I'm not a co- I'm a wine snob and I think okay. you get to be a snob on one liquid. So I have chosen <laughs> wine.
2: Let me just say I'm glad it's wine. Yes. <laughs> I don't know yeah, let's. We're not going to go there. We'll okay. fi- we'll finish it up. Uh, no process of elimination we, on we, that one. Yes, exactly. Pun intended. We'd like to keep the explicit rating from this podcast if okay. possible. All right, last one. If you could only use one social app, what would it be and why? Instagram. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just it, I'm a you know I'm just a visual person, and I I, I think it, it's it's more engaging and more inspiring than than others and it tends to avoid the um the trolling i guess that 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 we see on maybe some other social apps Mm. which i which i don't think is helping our society
2: sure it cool. Makes total sense. We've never heard that before. That's that's really
0: that's a really interesting dynamic. I, yeah, never thought about that. Yeah, great. unless
2: unless you're like a Kim Kardashian, I don't think you're getting very many like negative things happening to you on Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's a very
0: positive platform. in a Yeah, lot of ways. yeah interesting. That's yeah. probably why so many people spend time on it. They want right. to go to and positive places.
1: They're actually testing moving away from the whole like situation, right? right? For right. that for that very reason. So that that I think it, that resonated with me is like yeah, because it can be you know if if you're if you're a so you're a young high schooler or middle schooler and you're looking for that attention and you don't get your likes it can be devastating mm-hmm. so i uh, i think they're thinking about it in the right way
0: what role does linkedin play for you i'm curious uh,
1: what role does linkedin play i, I i'm on linkedin and i've posted down hey, there can, yeah 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 um and i get lots of <laughs> LinkedIn invites especially when i go to e west right um but uh it is a connection platform i yeah. have connected with people i've people have reached out to me about product mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm, I'm somebody who was actually starting a business to ask me to be a, be a mentor for them and mm-hmm. so yeah you know, i've definitely connected with people on linkedin yeah i was curious because we hear that from a lot we interview a lot of tech ceos as part of what we do and, and
0: usually especially founders are very big into that so i was curious just you know where it plays a role in, in what you do day in and day out so
2: great all right. Well, Owen, I think that you maybe are not a millennial, but that's not a bad thing. I don't think in no. this case i liked. I think you are... To those that are... know
1: me, I, I don't think that's going to be a shock.
2: Do you have a favorite, this is off the millennial question, but do you have a favorite like quip or quote that you've seen that stopped you? What was the last thing you saw that you laughed at um, from the Moose Jaw site?
1: Oh gosh, there are so many. Um it, it, no, I, I can't. I can't pick one because because it's like it's like picking a child. I, I oh, how many of those do you see? Do you do you look children? At, <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. Um, no. So oh, uh, okay, I'm gonna pick one of my own because then that'll be mm-hmm. that'll yes. be better. So we do koozies for uh, opening day, and so. Um, so we've got two. One, the one that isn't mine is Swiggin' for the fences. Okay, right. Okay, um, mine is the Astros stole my other koozie.
0: Love it. So love it. That's okay. good. That's good. I like that a lot. That's a hot topic right now. That is a hot topic. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was fun. That was a ton of fun. That was a blast. It's always fun to do this. Always fun to sit down at Eto West live from the trade show floor. Again, it's Owen Comfort, the CEO of Moose Jaw and the GM of Outdoor at Walmart e-commerce. Owen, thanks so much for being here.
1: Not at all. Happy to do it.
0: And to everyone out there, as always, be careful out there.